This is Learn It From An 80s Song. I am your coach, Patricia Freiberg. This is I Love the 80s meets the healing of storytelling and the positive impact of music. Inspiring guests share their powerful stories, yielding incredible strengths. Through both story and music, this podcast will elevate your mood, providing you with a positive outlook. It will ignite recall so that you can tap into your own life experiences. We don't just hear the knowledge and wisdom gained from our podcast guests. Through powerful story, we can live it. Today, we have a very special guest. Please welcome Zara Abdullah. Zara is a believer in authenticity. She encourages people to be their authentic selves at work and home and leverage their passion, values, and strengths to reach their full potential for a fulfilling life. Zara is an executive and life coach and founder of Authentic Leaders for Coaching the Real You. She is also a senior marketing and cultural transformation consultant and has worked for several years at one of the Big Ten management consulting firms in the world and led various national and transformation projects in the Middle East and Canada. She is a global public speaker. Zara has coached and mentored many professionals to be authentic and successful in all aspects of their lives. She contributed to building several initiatives to help people transform and unleash their potentials and succeed. She is a mother of two and living in Ontario, Canada. Welcome, Zara. It's so great to have you here today. Thanks for being with us. Thank you very much. Um, Thank you for having me today. All right. So this is the part of the show where we do the big reveal. Zara, what song did you choose that best resonates with the story you're going to tell us? Can I get a drum roll, please? So, um, uh, it is Beat It by Michael Jackson. Beat It. Yes. Love it. That's, I mean, Michael Jackson, king of pop. You know what? Uh, an incredibly talented guy. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, you know, I grew up in the Middle East. And outside the U.S., Michael Jackson was very famous. So I got to listen to his song uh, when I was young at that age. Very good. Yes, that's awesome. And I mean, he really was a global ph- phenomenon. Yeah, and I really love the song, and I love his his, his attitude and his passion to help people. He got through a lot of pain, a lot of uh, sad story, mm-hmm. but he was always trying to entertain us. He is a very inspiring person. He always come and perform at his best. One hundred percent. Yes, that's that's fantastic. Well, what? story are you going to tell us today that best resonates with your theme song which is beat it beat it so for me this song is about beating my fear moving forward ignoring all the noise in my head 
trying my best to overcome all the limiting beliefs. For me, um, uh, it's interesting story, and I want to be vulnerable and share it. Uh, I was a shabby kid and was a victim of bullies all my life in school. But at the same time, I was trying very hard to study and get always full marks so I can regain self-esteem. But I was very socially isolated. And then when I went to the college, or sorry, when I went to the university, I continued to study while adopting a healthier lifestyle, and I was able to regain my self-esteem. So every time this happened to me, I always remember this song, and I always try to move forward, beat it, try very hard. No matter what is happening, I, I need to keep moving forward. And then I went to, and after that, you know, a major stage came in my life, which is I start working in the management consultancy field. And it's easy, you know, when you are in a corporate world, fresh, it's easy for you to doubt yourself and it becomes very hard to remain grounded. So what I was trying to do is I was trying to really prove myself and I was asking myself, would I be best fit for this career? Will I succeed or no? And then I remember once I met a very inspiring leader and a CEO and I asked him for advice. He told me, I was like young in my early 20s, he told me, I'm going to tell you one piece of advice. Ever, ever lose your self-confidence. You will fail. You'll do mistakes. Many things will happen in your life. Try to learn from what is happening and try to stay grounded and don't lose your self-confidence because this is the core of it. So and I feel this song is highly connected and resonating to that belief system I have and I, I, I adopted. Wow. That is such an incredible story. And it really is a story of resilience and a story of perseverance. Question for you, you know, here you are an executive working with corporations and, you know, not to mention that thinking back to, you know, being bullied and, and how painful that experience is having been bullied before as well. My question to you is, you know, what was your mindset? Like how, as a youngster, how did you keep going? And, and what was that like? I know getting high marks, as you said, was really, you know, helped keep your self-esteem because you got accolades based on, you know, the fact that you were so successful as a student, but at the same time was lonely and, and socially isolated. So what was your mindset? Like during that time, if you can remember as, as a youngster, like, how did, you, how did you keep getting up? How did you keep moving forward? What was that inner voice? It is, you know, like it is, we cannot avoid external factors. And what I've learned is that things will happen. Uh, what was motivating me is that I was trying very hard to better myself, to work hard and improving my skills and my, my capabilities. So bettering myself was one of the strategy I, I was using at that time. And the song, if you look into the song, it's got a lot of energy, vibe, motions that encourages you to move forward regarding what is happening in your life. An interesting fact, you know, like when I grew up and I learned a lot about the self-esteem world and me being a coach, is that self-esteem tend to fluctuate over time, depending on our life circumstances. So we'll go in a time of up and downs and when it comes to self-confidence, but it will remain within the same range that is in general what we think about ourselves. And as we grow older, our self-esteem increases with, that, with age. 
Yes, that is the beauty of getting older. That's what I tell myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When I start feeling a little uh, crickety in the morning or I see some lines happening, you know, that's where I'm like, well, I've got some confidence. (laughs) Yes, it's it's interesting. You know, like we we think now differently than what we used to be. And even in the career, when you start your career, the stress level, you get to be relaxed. I remember I was working in a project and it was very tense. And many of the people were young on the table. And then and this, uh, and the leader was asking me, why do you seem always relaxed? And I told them, as you get older, you will learn to stay grounded and you build resilience. And that will help you to, to move forward and keep delivering. Yeah, it's so interesting hearing you talk and, and knowing the coaching practice that you're in and how much knowledge you have from personal experience and from all of your experience, you know, a career experience that can really help people move forward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, self-esteem and self-doubt is a, a common theme in my conversation with clients. And even highly successful people sometimes doubt their capabilities and skills. And I encourage them, it's okay. But the key is working on understanding more and trying to improving our skills, and most importantly, learn our, about our strengths and use that as a canvas. One of the things that I encourage people to avoid is shame and self-doubt. And from a scientific perspective, self-doubt under, or undermining our ability shut down the learning center in our brain. So when we are in the mindset of negative, we have negative thought or in, in, in a state that we're doubting ourselves, We don't learn. It shut down the learning center in the brain. And that is a danger of self-doubt. Yes. Wow, that's so interesting. And, you know, do you have tips on handling self-doubt? And, you know, knowing that also you have personal experience on self-doubt as a youngster, going into a career, having that amazing, it was your director had told you, right? That really important piece of information that really helps you continue to move forward. Tell us more about self-doubt. Tell us a little more about tips on handling it. That would, I think all of us would love to hear this. Yeah, sure. I would start with learning more about what could trigger self-doubt. And that is the foundation of it. And there's different reasons. So why do we doubt ourselves in general? So understanding the why part is the most important thing. The first one is inherited self-image, being bullied in school or any other negative experience early in our early childhood affect our self-image. So we grow up with specific perspective about ourselves. So, you know, like you're, for us being parents, we need to always think of what are the words that we're saying to our kids and how we are helping them to develop this self-esteem. So inherited self-image is very important part and based on research, Early childhood has a significant role in shaping our self-image, personality, and habits. So this is number one. Yes. Interesting. Another reason is like many people don't have an empowering internal relationship. And the more critical our relationship is with ourself, the more it shows in our life. And this is normal. Sometimes you hear people attribute all the negativity or the failure to themselves. Have you seen people like this? Yeah, definitely. 100%. Yeah, so not having internal empowering relationship, this is a reason. And again, they're more judgmental and critical of others. Exactly, yeah, that would happen. Another interesting fact that our 
hardwired for negativity. 80% of our thoughts are negative, 95% are repetitive. So we're thinking the same way over and over again. Oh, wow. That is, so if you have a negative thought, so if you have 80%, oh my gosh. So if we have 80% of our brain is negative thought and we've got the same thoughts happening all the time, that's 95%. Wow. There isn't much positivity happening. Yeah. So that's why, you know, like in coaching, we emphasize on just like, how could we really rewire? But the good things about our brain, we can, we can rewire our brain. We can change our thought with the neuroplasticity sign and so on. So that is um, one reason. Another reason, you know, like, and I think it's common. I'm sure it's happened to you. It happened to me. It's happened to many people that when we get negative feedback, we have a bad boss or people are criticizing us within our like network. It does actually have impact on self-doubt, our self-confidence. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, what we really need, you know, in those moments are definitely ways of growing. Um, you know, if, if there needs to be some constructive feedback, but also looking at what's working and yeah. having the person, you know, having been in management, you know, have that person dial in a little bit more of what is working and how best to use their strengths. Yes, definitely. And this is very good. I'm glad you, you brought, out the, brought up this point. Now, in corporate world, they get used to give negative feedback most of the time. One of the things we coach leaders and we teach them how to do it is strengths-based feedback. So if something is working well, if I'm strong on some area, just tell me, I want to hear it. And that is what really helps in crystallizing it and improving it. Another thing I think it's common is a fear of failure, of making mistakes. So our brain tries to protect us hardly. So when we are afraid of trying something, fear of failure is another reason that could trigger this self-doubt. Okay, I shouldn't do it because I might fail. And there is a very good work done by uh, Professor Martin Sagman. Uh, and there's a, um, um, a theory called impact bias. So we think if I say something wrong, people will think this about me and then I will fail and then I'm going to lose my job and then I'm going to be out on the street. So we tend to overthink what will happen. So true. And I think that this is particularly uh, interesting for perfectionists, right? Yeah. Um, you know, that, that fear, it, it almost causes paralysis. That yeah. self-doubt mixed in with some... Uh, perfectionism and it really can make people stagnant and and having that inability to actually move forward yeah and you know some uh, one of the people that i was coaching he didn't show up in an interview because he think he will fail the interview and he was doubting his ability to perform and i told him what if you fail the interview what will happen we tend to overthink it if you fail this interview it's a good practice. You will learn and you will do better at the other interview. So having that conversation, it really helps us boost this self-confidence. And the last point I want to discuss here is what just you've mentioned, Patricia, that we tend to look into our weaknesses and not celebrate and know more about our strengths and values. And that is the core of it. And just like you, if you're working in something, you, most of the time you're thinking, of what you're not having compared to what you have and what you're good at, right? Yes. Yes. So interesting. You know, I've been in situations where we've taken the Clifton Gallup within our companies that I've worked for over the years. And what's interesting is it's one thing to get the information on what your strengths are. It's another one to really get the coaching 
on how best to implement it, right? So it's one thing to have the knowledge, but it's another to take that beautiful knowledge that we get from those assessments, the VIA, the the Clifton, and to take those assessments and then really see how they can best move you forward in your career, move you forward, make you more productive in your job. And I feel that that's something that it's one thing to get the assessment, it's another to actually get the coaching to move you forward. Yes, this is very important to know how to use them more, how to leverage them, how to overcome your shortcomings. And that is very important, getting the coaching to be able to leverage them at the maximum. Yes. Tell us a little bit more, you know, with your coaching practice, how do you help those with self-doubt? How do you help move them forward? We do understand mainly about, we start with learning more about their strengths, Mm -hmm. learning more about what triggers self-doubt, because there are some situations and sometimes some people, when you meet with them, when you sit them, when you have conversation, trigger. So with my coaching practice, I work closely in helping my client really understand what triggered and how to take action. So if someone struggling with difficult conversation, we understand the roots of what happens in that moment. We visualize, and then I help them practice visualizing success using strengths. We identify which strengths could you use to be a better at negotiation. And having several situations where we practice and we do role play together, so that helps them to start exploring more and try practicing more. And this takes time. It's one of the... Of the, of the skills that does take time, but the more practice and self-awareness takes place, the better they would be. Yes. And then having that thought partner, having that person to help move you forward, identify your strengths and really be that thought partner to help move people forward. Exactly. Yeah. And just like you have throughout your life, if you look at yourself young and then now you're in Canada, correct? So you've yeah. moved around quite a bit from what I understand that takes perseverance, that takes resilience, and certainly self-assurance. Definitely. You know, like I, I changed career and I changed country in the same year. Oh so my gosh. it was a big change for me. And what I was trying to do is I staying grounded was key for me. And I was into a situation where I got rejected. I couldn't get the job I wanted. But I was trying to stay grounded. I've never doubted myself. And I was trying to look what could I improve, what could I do differently that would help me. But I was working very hard to keep my self-confidence in place so that and focus more on what I have, what are the strengths. So I, I listed down all the strengths I have, and then I was able to find a job in, in almost two months Wow! post coming to Canada. What I've done is I put options and I put my strengths and I tried to match them. What could I do? And I looked into also the marketing and I was able to get a job very quickly. So that is one thing that helped us when we look and try to write them down. It's much easier to to see what what can we do. Wow, that's such a great action item. I'm thinking about for our audience right now. Uh, There are a couple options. Number one, I was thinking how great, I'll put it in the show notes, uh, guys. But here's what I was thinking. You know, the VIA character strengths are completely free. Yeah. And you can go online, and I'm going to put that uh, in the show notes so you'll know how to get to the VIA character strengths and take it. Learn about yourself. Learn what your strengths are. I can tell you my number one is sense of humor. 
and I take improv. So I, I'm doing the right thing for my strengths by taking some improv and I'm really enjoying it. And I started a podcast on linking stories to 80s music, right? So it's, it's about living in your strengths. And then the other piece. So I want everyone to go and take that via character strengths. Then start to write down doubts that you have. You know, that 85% that <laughs> Zara told us about. You know, look at what those self-doubts, those repetitive thoughts that you have. And I want you to take a magic marker, cross those off, get rid of them, get rid of them, and then look at the strengths that you have. Anything else? What else would be helpful in this exercise? Yes, it is very important. I just can't uh, stop repeating how important it is to, to live and align our strengths with our work. So one, I'm going to give you some tips. How could you improve your self-confidence? The first one is being self-aware. So if you list down all the, the, the self-doubt that you have, like what just Patricia mentioned, then look into what are the situation, the people, the places that trigger this self-doubt and work on them. It's okay to keep learning. And based on data and research, competence, the more competent we become, the more confident we become. So it, is, it goes in line. So improve your competency, improve your skills in the area, and always be able just adapt this growth mindset and learn what are you missing. So this is number one. Being self-aware is very, very important. The second thing is practice self-compassion. It's not about you all the time. Sometimes it's the situations like now with the COVID-19, the whole economy is, the whole world actually is, is, is in disaster, right? Right. So self-compassion. And when we practice self-compassion and self-love, what happens is it triggers the release of oxytocin hormone and it's a love hormone that facilitates feelings of safety and connection. So we are in a better state to learn and change. Yes, we all need a little bit more love hormone. That is for sure, you know, especially here in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> Avoid self-comparison. Another important tip, do not compare yourself with others. And this is a common discussion in my coaching practice with people. They keep comparing themselves. So when we compare ourselves with others, we're losing the energy that we should be using to learn and bettering, to better ourselves. Another important tip I would like to give is like be around confident people because data has showed that our friend rewire our brain. So we automatically improve our self-confidence and avoid people who always criticize or negative or trying to tell you that you're not as good as that you should. Yes. Yes. Okay. I have two comments. Sure. The first one is about having negative people in your life. Now, here's the beauty of, of being in this social distancing situation. I don't know about you guys, audience, and, and you, uh, Zara, but here's my circle gets smaller and smaller, and it really is about quality over quantity. And you're speaking to people who are, who are good. I mean, I want people who are good to their soul, right? People yeah. who are good down deep um, heart. Those are the people that I want in my life. People who are really thinking about, who are more altruistic, right? Yeah. And who are thinking more about the world than themselves and how they can make a difference. And, and then also thinking about that positivity that they bring. And 
how can we as a country, how can we as a person do better, move forward, practice kindness? And I feel that during this time is a great place to evaluate when you actually get to see somebody, who do you want to see, right? Yeah. And I'm surprised at, um, while I love people and people know I, I, I love human beings, I love being around people, I, in my uh, old age, uh, have become a little more selective. And I think that that's important, Yeah. especially right now, who you're keeping on your, in your inner circle. Exactly. I also had one more comment about what you had said about self-comparison. And I, I truly believe that there's room out there for everyone. And I feel that with women in particular, I'm not sure how much of it is that this has been passed on to us as women, as females throughout the years about this comparison, that there isn't really room for all of us. And it's that mentality. It's like, I live every day wanting to lift women up, like getting to experience the knowledge that you have, Zara, and bringing you on this podcast. Because I feel that you, as a woman, yeah. uh, with your strong career and your perseverance, how much you bring to the table. And I want people to know about that. I want you to shine in this light, right? Yeah. And I feel that as women, we need to get better at that, about not comparing ourselves to others, but really about how can we all work together? How can we support and let each other shine together? Exactly. And this is very important. Just the more... You're around confident people. People are going through the same journey, same life challenge, and they're making it. it, it they really help you to change your perspective and rewire your brain to, to be a better person. And another, I just want to emphasize on one thing is really learning about your strengths and know how to use them and talk about them. In many situations, you know, I remember one of the people I was coaching, I asked her, what? are your top strengths? She said, I don't know, but I think people think this. I don't, we cannot now stand and say, we don't know. We need to have evidence. These are like what you say, there are some free assessment. These are our top strengths. So let's now use that as a a topic for asking for a raise, for a promotion, for other opportunity, a new project assignment, just knowing and embracing and being able to talk about them is a key success factor in any corporate world, in any NGO or any place that you're working at. I love that you're bringing that up because me, for myself, as I'm shifting into uh, this coaching world, I've really been working hard and you and I have been in class together, niche marketing and, and all of that. And I'm just still in the early stages of trying to figure out who I am as a coach, right? Yeah. And I'll tell you what's really, and I'm working on my website, uh, rebranding and all of that, like we had talked about. I sat down yesterday and I took the Enneagram information, which is another wonderful assessment. Then I took the Clifton, all my Clifton's uh, strengths. And then I took the VIA strengths. I took all of them and I started typing up. I, I read through all my assessments and I highlighted which parts of the assessments really best resonate with me. Yeah. And for me as a coach. And so, and then I wrote down all of that. And from that activity of writing all that down, I have become a little more aware of who I am and what strengths I bring to the coaching practice. So I love that you're bringing this up today because literally it was just yesterday that I wrote all of that up. And, you know, it was a little, 
it was so funny because it was like for the first time in my life. Yeah. Honestly, first time in my life, I sat up there typing away. I'm like, yep, that's who I am. Yes, this is who I am. And, and I was proud. I was proud. I was not thinking about like, I need to be more humble or trying to pull, pull myself down a notch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Exactly. Yeah. So this is. Yeah. Fantastic. And the moment you see them, you see what does the, the, the assessment say about you. It's easy for you to, to know what career path you're going to take, what phrases you use about yourself. And the like, and you like what just you have mentioned, it's also giving you the reassurance on the decision that you're making and the, the transformation that you're having in your career. Absolutely. Well, I'm so excited for you, Zara, where you are right now. And congratulations on all of your success. And we're, I mean, and the, the information Thank that you. you gave us in the audience today, honestly, guys, take the V assessment, write down those self-doubt key pieces. Listen to what Zara told us about what to do about self-doubt, how to improve self-assurance and confidence. Take these nuggets and, you know, as you're listening to this podcast, pause it or right after you finish, go listen to Beat It and write down some of your strengths and eliminate that self-doubt. It is not serving you. Get rid of it. Yeah. Let's talk about 80s trends. Uh, as I understand it, Zara, you have a, a favorite commercial. Yeah. It's for Dunkin' Donut. Time yes. to make donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. You know, when I saw this on, on your questionnaire, I just was like, yes, because here's the thing. My husband, you know, he's a physician and, you know, he and I have been together since he was in med school. I was in grad school and, you know, it's 23, four years for us together. And we have this thing that we always say in the morning, which is time to make the donuts on those it's those days that you're really grinding, right? Where you are, oh Jesus, I got to have that grit today. I got to get up. I got to go to work and we're, and, and, and we're walking and staggering to the shower or whatever, passing each other going, time to make the donuts. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, like what I like about this, you know, at that time, there were a lot of, you know, like off the shelf donuts. And Dunkin' Donuts came with a new concept, which is like fresh baked in the morning. All the TV commercials were done in a funny way, right? So that's why we still remember them. Absolutely. They had the best commercials in the 80s. And, you know, the jingles, the, you know, they were entertaining. They were truly entertaining. And you just don't forget them. They're, they're with me today. But now if somebody were to say, what was that commercial in 2020 or 2019, guess what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna know what it was. And you know, we're coming from different generation. I call it the TV commercial generation. Even me, you know, like I grew up in the Middle East, so I still remember many of these TV commercials. I still remember memorize the song. And if you look now in the young generation, they have the skip button, so that they don't have the same connection like we used to have. That's true. You know what? You bring up such a great point because we all are, you know, skipping the commercials, we're not truly watching and appreciating them. And I know how much money and how much work goes into those commercials. So, um, yes, so interesting. Yeah. Well, tell us, um, I'm so grateful to have you here today. Thank you. Tell us how we can get a hold of you. How can people experience your coaching? 
how do we get a hold of you? Yeah, they can find me at my website, www.authenticleaders.ca. Also, they can find me by searching in, in LinkedIn. I, and I would encourage people to follow me in LinkedIn. I always post articles, tips, and information. So they can find me by my name. I am happy to help. I'm always offering 30 to 40 minutes free consultation at the beginning. We can discuss and we see how could we work together and can, how can I help. I help with inclusive leadership. Uh, I help with business coaching and executive coaching. So feel free to reach me. Yes, yes. Well, thank you again for your time today. And thank you so much for being here with us. And uh, we, I've learned a lot. And I know our audience has as well. Until next time. I'm so happy we talked about the 80s. We a little bit about 2020 with the COVID and all this thing I've been going. I really, I was so happy to go back like and talk about the 80s. And I just want to close with, by saying we are in a challenging time. We must remain authentic, connect with ourselves more and be real in what we do. Being aware of our strengths, values and life purpose and focusing on these aspects will help us flourish. Confidence is a muscle that needs a lot of practice and action to improve. Thank you very much. Thank you. Beautiful sentiments. Thank you so much for this. We need authentic leaders out there. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We want to hear from you. First of all, tell us how these totally rad stories have inspired you. If you have a story with an 80 song inspiration, we want to hear it. You think this podcast is like totally tubular? Well, we would love your review. Stay connected with us on Podopolo and download the app today. Visit me at www.patriciafreiberg.com. Thank you, and we look forward to a double boost of inspiration next Motivational Music Monday.